This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello, hello, hello. Today is Monday, February 20th, 2023, episode number 270. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification button so you know when we go live. You're in the litter box with just Jules Jones today. Mr. Cat Turd has got some business away, and so we will play. It's not going to be the same without him, as you all know. Um, he's he's just awesome. and But he had some things that he had to take care of, and so we are going to go ahead and go with the show. Hope you all had a wonderful weekend. We had a long one on Saturday on Political Rendezvous. There is so much going on in the news. I'm going to try to cover as much as I possibly can in the hour that we have together today. But fresh out, as you all know, um, we have named the show today uh, Priorities. Biden, Ukraine, Trump, Ohio. Now, it's President's Day. You would really think that with the disaster that's going on in Ohio, that you would definitely see the President of the United States, at the very least, or even his uh, Secretary of Transportation show up there. But no, not even a peep. They are putting all of their efforts in Ukraine. So I thought maybe what I should do today in order to recognize the President of the United States, at least the one that, that I refer to as my president is to go ahead and put there put up here what he had to say Donald J Trump he said and this was a while this was last Friday he said um, Biden and FEMA said they would not be sending federal aid to East Palestine as soon as I announce that I'm going he announced a team will go hopefully he will also be there this is good news because we got them to move the people of East Palestine need help. I'll see you on Wednesday. Now, today, he tweeted out, because where did Joe Biden go? He went to Ukraine. That's where his interests are for a variety of different reasons. But President Trump came out on President's Day and said, Happy President's Day. This is a time, perhaps more so than at any other time in our country's history, that we need greatness in the position of president. Does anyone believe that we have that now? I don't think so. We are a nation in serious decline, and we must make America great again and fast before it's too late. Truer words were never spoken, and when I show you some of the examples, you're you're just not even going to believe it. So, here we are in Ukraine. Okay, so let's go ahead and start with a video because it's important to see how this resident is addressing everyone. I mean, it's perfectly suited for the next Netflix video. He prays around outside of Ukraine. Sirens and all.
That's right. That's Biden. So you're feeling the dramatic effects. Well, they had to show him where he needed to stand in order to pull this whole thing out. Thank you at I'm Mimo for this meme. She captured here where they sprayed right there on the sidewalk, right there on a brick, where the resident is supposed to stand. And then, of course, you've got Zelensky looking on noticing that he's not standing in the right place. I'm, I'm not kidding. You, you cannot make some of this stuff up. It's just, it's wild every single day. And so the memers, they went wild. Let me tell you something. They absolutely are causing attention to all of this, which is exactly what we need. You have Edward, Edward Russell, who has this one right here. East Palestine, Ohio. And you've got Zelensky holding up a sign, need more money right for him not for the palace not for the palestinian ohioans that are there struggling after we two weeks ago this train derailment happened february 3rd to put it into perspective and you have not heard a single word about it until of course president trump started ringing the sirens, hey, if I need to go there, I'm going to go there. And he will be there on Wednesday, just so you all know. That has definitely been confirmed. So while they are ignoring the elephant, so to speak, in the room, this one is from Grand Old Memes, this is what you've got here. You've got the resident with Zelensky giving more money away. In fact, $500 million was given again today. We are already in on this thing over $200 billion dollars taxpayer dollars for a war we should not be fighting honestly i mean we should be talking peace deals not world war three the only person talking about peace is president trump that's seriously where we are and the, it even gets stranger this is where it gets very odd the white house warned the kremlin before biden's surprise kiev trip how U.S. reached out to Moscow hours before the resident's arrival to avoid conflict after Air Force One took off from D.C. in secret. The White House warned the Kremlin before resident Joe Biden made a surprise trip to Kiev Monday. Biden left Washington in secret at 4.15 a.m. on Sunday. White House officials said they wouldn't give additional details on Biden's transportation. Very interesting. When you start looking at this thing, you start to realize, um, hmm, this is uh, really interesting that they would warn the enemy, hey, don't do anything because Biden's going to be there. You've got all of these sirens going off in the background and, and no one's reacting. So why all the dramatics? Why? They're putting on another show. That's what's the matter. And, and you're starting to see it. I mean, he has to get a permission slip <laughs> to seriously go over there. I mean, this is great. Captured by grand old memes. Here, I, Vladimir Putin, give permission to Joe Biden to visit the Ukraine. Okay, so something just isn't right. Okay. Um, we know that there is all kinds of things that are happening there and and they really are going to expose, okay, the Ukraine labs. You had 24 that the U.S. was denying even existed. You've got total silence if you try to follow anything that's going on with the Ukraine-Russia war. You can't find anything. It's just what they want to deliver. So it's really interesting and it shouldn't surprise anyone that Joe Biden just a couple of weeks back was talking about all the support he was going to throw into the pensions for Ukraine, but nothing on Ohio. Y Ukraine, the last time I checked, is not part of the United States of America. And to deliver much needed humanitarian assistance as well as food, water, medicine, shelter, and other aid to Ukrainians displaced by Russia's war, and provide aid for those seeking refuge in other countries from Ukraine. <clears throat> it's also going to help schools and hospitals open. It's going to allow pensions and social support to be paid to the Ukrainian people so they have something, something in their pocket. It's also going to provide critical resources to address food shortages around the globe. 
My goodness. This is really something. Yes, and I agree. Nordic Girl, yes, very badly scripted movie because they are getting caught left and right with everything that they're doing. And it is just embarrassing at this point. But the thing is, the media is so complicit. And when you start talking about the Twitter files and everything else that goes on, I mean, we, we've been covering this stuff since the very beginning. And why are those Twitter files so important? Because because they show how the government has been coordinating this whole entire PSYOP with all of these different tools that they've had at their disposal. disposal. Social media, big corp, big farm, big tech, media, lamestream media, they've controlled it all. Why do you think the media stays away from these stories? Well, it's because they don't want to talk about them for obvious reasons. They've been complicit in all of it. So it shouldn't surprise you that we've got SCOTUS, the Supreme Court of the United States, who is scheduled already to start hearing two new internet cases. I think we're going to see a lot more about that as time rolls on because it cannot continue. You've got people that are reporting the real news. You've got journalists, real journalists. And I love to give a shout out to people that actually are doing something for their fellow Americans. And that's Benny Johnson. And you can definitely follow him on Twitter and social media. He visited East Palestine and gave money to Americans in need. As soon as we as a country start recognizing that it's us against them, truly, the establishment is there and they're taking very good care in covering their tracks and sending our money where they feel it should be properly used. Why? Because Ukraine is working like a money laundering scheme over there right now. Most of this money is probably going to end back into the pockets of most of these politicians. We have got a lot of things that need to be investigated, such as Joe Biden's relationship in Ukraine, all of them, including Hunter Biden's. And they've been trying to cover the tracks for all of this. So he, Benny Johnson, went over there, and it's a fabulous video. What I'm going to do is I'm going to drop this in there, the video into your chat room so that you have them. The video is a little long, so I can't do it, but it will bring a tear to your eye. Seriously, when I was when I was watching this thing, I just thought, oh my gosh, what an amazing, what an amazing person. They went there, they visited East Palestine, Ohio, after the small town was rocked by a chemical disaster after a train derailment. The catastrophe was widely ignored by the media and the Biden White House, so Americans like Johnson are taking matters into their own hands. So last week, Johnson visited East Palestine to show his millions of followers what was really going on in the town. The conservative influencer also took the opportunity to help those closest to the disaster. Welcome to East Palestine. And he started to roll a video and started, and he went out there with $1,000 so that he could give it to the people that were affected the most. 20 homes that were the closest to the toxic burn, he was giving that monetization money to them. So all of the ads that he was getting, all of that money that he was getting, he put that towards the residents, those that were immediately affected by this whole incident. That's the America I know. That is absolutely the America that I love, not this other nonsense that keeps trotting around here, right? So this is what happens. Elections do have consequences. However, stolen elections have even more devastating consequences, and we're starting to see it. I mean, you ask the White House what's important to them, and what are they going to tell you? Diversity. You know what? When we're talking about people's lives, their welfare, diversity is the last thing on my mind. How about you? I mean, let's t- let's talk about that. It's it's really it's really a horrible situation. You you've got America last, and that's what people are really talking about here. America last, because that's exactly how this administration is running. Biden is in Ukraine. Trump is heading to Ohio. A strong reaction to secret trip to Kiev. And it's true. It's very planned. It's very staged. You've got a whole bunch of regular Biden bloopers while he's there because he can't follow a script, as you all know. He can't follow his own footsteps. (laughs) He 
can't put one foot in front of the other. So there, here he is. He's talking about Ukraine. We've got a little short clip of his And they'll deliver much-needed humanitarian assistance as well as food, water, medicine, shelter, and other aid to Ukrainians displaced by Russia's war and provide aid for those seeking refuge in other countries from Ukraine. <clears throat> it's also going to help schools and hospitals. The coalition of nations from yes. the Atlantic to the Pacific, NATO to the, and the Atlantic, Japan and the Pacific, I mean, across the, across the world. Okay, across the world. Yeah, he, there you go. He got another word salad. And then he walks up into a line as he's addressing everyone. He's talking about biceps. Yeah, still have those biceps. Then you've got the regular warmongers who are already pushing their own agenda, including Lindsey Graham crackers. Remember, he is a total pusher of war, cannot wait. He was so upset about President Trump getting into office because when President Trump was there, he was getting out of wars, not us into wars. Here's Lindsey Graham. And China provides lethal weapons, they will get sanctioned. And to the Chinese, if you jump on the Putin train now, you're dumber than dirt. It would be like buying a ticket on the Titanic after you saw the movie. Don't do this. The most catastrophic thing that could happen to U.S.-China relationship, in my opinion, is for China to, so to, so to give lethal weapons to Putin in his crime against humanity. That would change everything forever. You know what it would change? If China hops on this train, let me tell you something, there's a whole nother different talk about a World War III because then you would have Iran, you would have China, and it changes the entire landscape. So they have got us in a very di difficult predicament here, and it's a very scary one. And Lindsey Graham Crackers is the first to recognize the fact that, no, this isn't just Ukraine we're talking about in Russia. If we have a situation where China gets involved, where Iran gets involved, the whole entire puzzle changes, okay? It is a very serious situation. And from that clip, what I read into it is that Lindsey Graham notice, notices the significance of something like that. This could be catastrophic to the entire world. It changes the whole entire game. So people have been talking, especially to John Kirby, about the $200 billion already in Ukraine. Now he says, oh yeah, we would love to go ahead and start peace talks. Not really. He didn't really say that. Listen to what he did say. But the question that's being asked by increasingly on Capitol Hill, and there's going to be another fight over another round of aid, we're about $200 billion into this so far, there are questions about where the U.S. commitment ends to this. I mean, we had a couple of lawmakers just return and say, Congressman Garamendi was one of them who said, I think this is a year from now going to be still going on, this exact same war. We don't know. Um, again, we, we would like to see it end now. Um, and certainly we want to see it on ends, uh, end on terms that are satisfactory to the Ukrainian people and to President Zelensky. So that they remain a whole, free, sovereign, independent state. And independence is an ideal that all Americans can get behind and understand. We'd like it to end soon, as soon as possible. My goodness, nobody wants to be sitting here mm -hmm. a year from now talking mm -hmm. about the second anniversary of war. But as the president has said, Shannon, we're going to support Ukraine for as long as it takes. And he means that, as long as it takes. Okay, yeah. So there are some perspectives. And I think that... If you aren't following Maze Moore, honestly, on Twitter, <laughs> I know I've mentioned him before. I play a ton of his videos because he has got such a way of just getting to the point and digging a lot of this stuff up, historically speaking. And, and he just does an amazing job. So I'm going to put up his page for you right now so you can check it out. But what, he, what he's talking about here is what has happened with some perspectives of World War III and actually what it would mean. So here's a little bit of the history of what's happened with Ukraine and Russia. For those of you that are not sure, and some of it, some of the video is actually of Putin speaking on it. And so I'm going to have to pause the video and read it to you. So just check this one out. I just think it's important for people to know why we are there and what is actually going on. So here we go. I'm going to get this right for you. We're revitalizing the Strategic Partnership Commission between our nations. 
And we're also creating a new strategic defense framework and a new $60 million security assistance package. And uh, I would like to discuss with President Biden here uh, his vision, his government's vision of Ukrainians' uh, chances to join NATO and uh, the time frame for this accession, if it is possible. December 23rd, Not 2021. Not an inch to the east. That was the NATO guarantee in 1990. So what became of that? They fooled us. We've seen five waves of NATO expansion. We did not come to the U.S. borders or to the U.K. borders. No, they, they came to our borders, and now they're saying that Ukraine will also join NATO and they will deploy their systems there. Or not just NATO, they will simply deploy it on a bilateral basis. They will deploy their military bases and their attack systems. That's what we're talking about. And you keep demanding some guarantees from us. You must give us the guarantees. It is up to you, and you must do this immediately, right now. February 8, 2022. Uh, I want to stress this one more, one more time. I've been saying it, but I very much want you to finally hear me and deliver it to your audience in print, TV, and online. Do you realize that if Ukraine joins NATO, and decides to take Crimea back through military means, the European countries will automatically get drawn into a military conflict with Russia? Европейские страны автоматически будут втянуты в военный конфликт с Россией. Конечно. Of course, NATO's united potential and that of Russia are incomparable, incomparable. Значит, потенциал объединенной организации НАТО и России несопоставим. Мы понимаем. I understand that. But we also understand that Russia is one of the world's leading nuclear powers and is superior to many of those countries in terms of the number of modern nuclear force components. There will be no winners. And you will find yourself drawn into this conflict against your will. You will be fulfilling Article 5, collective defense of NATO members, in a heartbeat even before you know it. There we are. There are no winners in war. None. Except for people that perhaps want to cover things up. That's a whole nother situation. So that's where we are with that. And it's scary because, and why is it scary? Because the lamestream media has been lying to you. They have been covering up their tracks nonstop. You see it with the Twitter files. And you see exactly, when, when reading them, the kind of coordinated efforts that they have to gaslight America. I have never, ever had so many different conversations with leftists than I am having now about war. And believe me, they are not supporting this effort. Those friends of mine that are liberals here in Hollywood, they are even talking about, oh my gosh, this is not something that we want. But the lamestream media has never held this resident into account for absolutely anything. They have been covering up his tracks. They've been gaslighting Americans. And so we find ourselves where we are today. And it is incredibly scary. I mean, when you start talking about how they've got these sirens going on, their air raid siren sound goes off as Joe Biden and Zelensky walk through Kiev. I mean, no one's making mad dashes for cover. They're asking for a permission slip from Russia. Come on, these are all optics and it, it's just unreal. So, but this is the war machine. Rage against it. Ron Paul, Tussie, Tulsi Gabbard, Jimmy Dore, Roger Waters for peace. There are a lot, a lot of people that are calling for peace. They're saying, hey, do you know what this would mean to us in our country? And so King Koa Substack, great follow King Koa the Great. 
is showing this video here. Watch. Do you know we could end this war today through diplomacy, but our politicians want to enrich weapons manufacturers so they keep donating. That's exactly right. To the tune of $100 billion. Chris Hedges has called America a mafia state. Systems of governance that are seized by a tiny cabal become mafia states. The military-industrial complex and the Ukraine war represent an orgy of looting and corruption. Yeah, I'd say it is. Big time. Big time. And it's to cover up their, their doings over there in Ukraine. You know, if, if Hunter Biden's over there and they're putting him in charge of a uh, engine, uh, energy company, you know that it's a little suspect, right? You've got the, they've got their hands in every single cookie jar, though. It's not just in Ukraine. It's with China. They won't even release who bought all of Hunter's crack doodles, okay? Um, so that should pretty much tell you everything you need to know. In a nutshell, the 24 labs that are over there, that that's one of the things that Putin was most concerned about. And that's what he was talking about. This is right on his border. Now, I am not for Putin. I am not for war. That's my point. And anybody that ever says that, I immediately correct them. I think that Putin is horrible. I think he's an absolute monster. But I don't think he wants this war because I think he understands. I think everyone understands what that will mean here in our country, especially when we've got balloons flying over everywhere what that means to us and, and what it means with our position in the rest of the world. So you've got 20,000 protesters who were marching for peace in Munich to pr protest against Kamala Harris' Ukraine war. Everybody's woken up to this. Like I said, I, I'm talking to liberals all day. And they're just appalled that it's even getting to this level. And she comes out in a speech talking straight up saying, you know, after declaring Russia has committed crimes against humanity, Kamala Harris forced to fly military cargo plane back to D.C. after Air Force Two breaks down on the tarmac in Munich. What an embarrassing situation we have here. I mean, really embarrassing. However, things are escalating. Putin launches large-scale exercises of strategic nuclear forces on eve of Joe Biden's trip to Europe. And don't you feel safe? Hmm. Does everybody feel safe knowing that the resident is in charge of the U.S. nukes right now and that Mark Milley is his top general? Uh, not me. Mm, no, I don't know about you, but I don't get a warm and fuzzy over Joe Biden and his administration that is more concerned about diversity than they are about Americans and their safety. This guy at the helm? I don't think so. Not now. Not ever. Uh, this is a huge huge situation and tensions are definitely getting up there and so of course we've got this whole thing going on with the pipeline and how does that come into play here hirsch seymour hirsch is talking about how impossible it is to believe how dumb this leadership is and he's been making rounds on interviews because, of course, the lamestream media is not letting his report out. They're not talking about it. And he's talking about the fact that, yes, out of even Biden's own, own mouth, he was talking about how he would take care of Nord Stream, the pipelines. And the, as you all know, they were blown up. Well, environmentalists everywhere should be alarmed, just like they should be upset and coming together. The green people, yeah, those people should be all over the place talking about what's happening in East Palestine, Ohio. They should be talking about the, the pipeline that was blown to smithereens. I mean, let's go. But where are they? No, they have not. They have not been alerted. They're they're not organized because why? This is all about Joe Biden. This is Joe Biden, and he is the one. In my opinion, you all have one. He's the one that blew this thing up, and out of his own mouth, he's the one that says that he did. So it shouldn't surprise you. If Seymour Hirsch is lying about Nord Stream sabotage, why doesn't Biden sue him? That's the big question on everyone's mind. The U.S. government would have sued the investigative reporter Seymour Hirsch for slander if it had nothing to do with the sabotage of Nord Stream pipelines. Russia Environmental Protection's representative told TASS, so yeah, I mean, he is one of the most famous investigative journalists 
that we have out there. And generally, people will take reports and writings of his and put them out there and report on them, but you aren't hearing anything about this. Not even close. Here is Joe Biden in his own words about if Russia invades, there will be no Nord Stream 2. Let me answer this first question first. If Germany, if, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. What do, what, how, will you, how will you do that exactly since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Oh, yeah. So you can only imagine what that means. Well, Russia has filed for UN Nord Stream inquiry. Uh, The EU will neither confirm nor deny speculations. That tells you a lot right there. So the UN Security Council will vote on a resolution on Nord Stream explosion this week, February 22nd through 24th. Russia UN Representative Dmitry Polyansky said on Saturday um, that the Russia UN ambassador called the current Nord Stream investigation an imitation of an investigation. A lot of people are wanting to look into this whole report because if it turns out that it was the U.S., (laughs) <laughs> there's going to be there's going to be some answers that are going to be needed and demanded from everyone. So this is what's happening with all of that and I know that a lot of you are also staying very up on the story about the whole thing with Project Veritas. Well, there's a lot to report on this situation and as you all know, it has been coming for quite a while. There's been a lot of things, a lot of people have been saying, mm, you know, w- what's happening?" Well, what's happening is James O'Keefe looks like he is going to start his own his own a new a new venture and this is out from Charlie Kirk James O'Keefe addresses Project Veritas staff as he exits from the organization he founded following a high profile board dispute our mission continues on I am not done the mission will perhaps take on a new name listen to this There were tactical disagreements about the boldness of approaches soliciting donations. I was told, and I'm paraphrasing, by asking for X dollars right now, you will prevent 10X dollars down the road. That advice ran contrary to everything I knew to be true in my 13 years of fundraising. Um, But that conflict was even more fundamental and essentially boiled down to this. And my vision, I'm going to paraphrase Howard Rourke, the architect, quote, I don't have, I don't build in order to have donors. I have donors in order to build. That's what I believed and I felt like we had a conflict of visions. We measure our success in terms of what we produce, not just in terms of our wallets. That was a pretty fundamental conflict, I felt. The day prior, I had informed him in front of his colleagues that he, if he wasn't willing to follow my lead, he'd be shown the door. I tried to deal with it privately but I was unsuccessful, and the disagreement boiled over publicly in a staff meeting. The next day, this individual refused to resign, so I fired him. Later that same day, that's Thursday, February 2nd, a few days after the 50 million views Pfizer videos, I was informed by a different officer of Project Veritas that he would go to the board in a few hours from that moment and have an emergency vote to restructure this company receiving an agenda in my email while I was sitting on an airplane tarmac with the doors closing. The the meeting was scheduled for the moment that my plane landed in Nashville. It became clear to me in that moment I would be removed from my position at Project Veritas by the time I landed at my destination. So our mission continues on. I'm not done. The mission will perhaps take on a new name 
and it may be no longer called Veritas, so Project Veritas. I'll, I'll meet a bunch of people around me, and I'll make sure I'll make sure you know how to find me. So with that, I'm going to collect my things. I'm going to load them into my car. And I hope to see some of you soon. My goodness, that's a call to action as far as I'm concerned. So so as far as everybody is seeing over there at Project Veritas, there is no Project Veritas without James O'Keefe. Okay, they can try and try and try and try and try, but this is what you're seeing happening over there. People are starting to unfollow. I suggest you do the same because what is it without James O'Keefe. They just dro dropped the biggest story, the biggest investigation about what is happening with the jab and everything else. So I suggest you join these efforts. I've unfollowed them. I'm no longer following Project Veritas, but I absolutely am following James O'Keefe. So make sure you follow him as well. This is really big stuff and we're going to learn a lot. This is a whole thread of videos that they put out there. More video and here it is. There were tactical disagreements about the boldness of approaches soliciting donations. There were tactical disagreements about the boldness of approaches soliciting donations. I was told, and I'm paraphrasing, by asking for X dollars right now, you will prevent 10x dollars down the road. That advice ran contrary to everything I knew to be true in my 13 years of fundraising. Um, but that conflict was even more fundamental and essentially boiled down to this. And my vision, I'm going to paraphrase Howard Rourke, the architect, quote, I don't, have, I don't build in order to have donors. I have donors in order to build. That's what I believed, and I felt like we had a conflict of visions. We measure our success in terms of what we produce, not just in terms of our wallets. That was a pretty fundamental conflict, I felt. There were I'd, say, I'd say that's a pretty, pretty big conflict there. Then James describes his confrontation with Project Veritas CFO that, particip that, particip that precipitated the board dispute. I mean, you start looking at some of the text messages, images, he says, are from a Project Veritas board member offering a PB journalist with a raise should the organization be restructured without O'Keefe as CEO. This is a coup, all right? We've seen this before. They did this with President Trump, remember? It's the same idea. The very next day, on Friday, this is now Friday, February 3rd, a board member reached out to one of our journalists and stated, quote, you get a raise if there is a restructure without James O'Keefe at Project Veritas. I have a copy of the text message, and I'll give it to all of you. I redacted the name of the journalist. The board member deleted the message, but not before our journalist took screenshots. Good job, journalist. That's what he taught them to be, journalists. That's exactly right. So what he is actually saying here is that he is going to be completely creating something different and that he needs people to support him. And if you all doing what you do on social media, let me tell you something, you'd be perfect for the job. So if you have time on your hands, I would say, go for it. Hit him up. Let him know you're interested. O'Keefe shares a story of meeting with a Project Veritas board member who claimed O'Keefe had nothing to do with the Pfizer story. On Sunday, February 5th, now that's Sunday, two days after the Friday, a board member requested my presence at his home. He informed me, quote, you had nothing to do, James, with this Pfizer story, unquote. Perplexed by this, I took out my iPad and showed him a video of myself confronting the Pfizer executive, which had 11 million views on YouTube. He responded, quote, but that was after the undercover video had already been done. On Sunday, February 5th, now that's Sunday, two days after the Friday, a board member requested. That's a huge story right there. Right there. I mean, this is a full-blown coup. Well, I suggest you all start sharpening up your resumes <laughs> and get them over there because this man absolutely deserves you and you deserve him. And I think it's going to be a, a really interesting shift, but he's definitely put out the, the signal that he's going to need you. So get ready. There were also discussions from a few staffers with donors in the boardroom. Donors were listening to some of this. 
and some of these were sent directly to donors without my consent. Donors who have no knowledge of my personal life and have no business asking questions about my personal life about girls I've dated in the past. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, seriously, who cares? So, so this basically, they're talking about women he had dated with the Project Veritas board. It's just ridiculous. I mean, when I say and I compare this to President Trump, I, it's just it's just exactly the same tactics over and over again. O'Keefe says complaints around his use of corporate expenses included a down payment on his wedding. James O'Keefe has never been married. A few days later, an officer sent an email to the board with bizarre hyperbole and innuendo about certain expenses related to our business needs. These included, and you can't make this up, that Project Veritas paid for James O'Keefe's down payment of his wedding. I got a chuckle out of this. I'm not married. Um, I've never been married. Good Lord, what a mess. O'Keefe says he's packing his personal belongings and no longer has a job at Project Veritas following the board's actions. I don't have the answers to why they've been doing this, but I'm confident those reasons will come to light. They always do, don't they? So currently I have no job at Project Veritas. I have no position here based upon what the board has done. So I'm announcing to you all that today on President's Day, I'm packing up my personal belongings. I don't have the answers to why they've been doing this or why board members were going directly to employees to collect grievances. But I'm confident that those reasons and motivations will come to light. To borrow an old expression, the public has a right to know what has happened here and why there was a concerted effort to remove me from the organization I founded the same week of our biggest story we ever had. So, Wow. That's how you know. That's how you know. You've got Pfizer, who he just exposed. He and Project Veritas, when he was running the show, exposed one of the biggest stories out there. And so, yes, of course, they went after him. It's a complete hit job. Absolutely it is. He goes on to say he reflects on the humble beginnings of starting Project Veritas 13 years ago. Well, you know what? You do something once, it's easier the second time, and it's better the second time. So I know that there is going to be a lot, a lot that is going to come out of this, first off, to find out who was behind it, and then what he goes and goes on to do from here. But as I was going through this process, I reflected upon my appreciation for many of you. What makes us great is that we do this work because we actually believe in it, right? We actually believe in this. It shocks people that we do, and we have a passion for it, and we have principle. Like, I know, you know, we don't sell out. I think that's fair, at least most of us. Um, we have a passion for doing the right thing in a visual way, no matter what. That's what binds us. I know many of you have experienced this despair alongside of me um, in the last couple weeks. One of you just told me the other day that you'd go work at Walmart at the night shift so that you could do this during the day. That's what one of you said to me. I, I believe you. Rather than sell out. In fact, I know this is true for many of you and many more out there who wish to be part of this. It's true. I remember back in the beginning, 13 years ago, when I had like no money I would have to use bubblegum duct tape. I think you were around during that time. I keep looking at you because I've known you since Andrew Breitbart. And my grandmother's chinchilla, I literally had to place a Project Veritas sticker on a piece of cardboard that I ripped off from my dad's cardboard and stick it to a microphone at Radio Shack because I had no money to buy a flag mic. And this was after experiencing a meteoric high of the acorn story. I was up and I was down um, and I was broke again. And I was arrested and then crashed down to a meteoric low back in the carriage house, resorting once again to bubble gum and duct tape to achieve the NPR investigation that took us yet again to a meteoric high. I was so broke that I had to scribble my name and phone numbers on pieces of paper because I had no business cards. Gosh, we know what that's like. <laughs> 
We did everything. We started this show completely from scratch. And you know what? You have all been so gracious about supporting us in this show. And it just doesn't matter to us. See, that's the whole thing. That's that's what the left doesn't understand is that we're in this to win this, to to get our country back. Not not from this infiltration from the establishment, from big tech, big corporations, all of these different institutions that are completely running our country. We're doing this to save America. Honestly, as wild as that may sound and as foreign as that may sound to some people, this is why we do this every single day. This is why I did a six-hour show on Saturday to make sure that people know, without a break, without anything, a six-hour show, because if I need to get up here, and Kat turns the exact same way as I am, get up here every day. And, and tell you what's going on in the news so that you can carry out the mission of trying to retweet some of these articles by these fabulous journalists and doing your part on social media. I've been kicked off of every single social media platform ever since we had President Trump in, in the White House. As soon as they got rid of him, my account was gone. I was completely wiped off. I had strikes on YouTube, strikes on Facebook. I was kicked off of Twitter, kicked off of Periscope, even kicked off of Discord. The whole thing, it was one account followed the next and it was lights out. But you know what? I found other ways to do it. I found other platforms to do it. And that's exactly what James O'Keefe is going to do. I didn't know a thing about broadcasting. I didn't, I don't have a background in broadcasting. Never, never in my life. And and didn't did not intend on doing anything when it came to engineering or, or production or anything like that. That is not something I had to learn at all. And I'm still not that good at it. I'll be the first one to tell you. I, you know, it's just a little bit beyond me in some cases. I'm not a techie, but I had to learn to be because it's that important to me. So as it is to all of you, that's why you're hanging out on social media. You want to make sure that the right messages get out. And guess what? You're winning. You are, you are what is going to save this country. And I mean it when I say it's the memers, it's the articles that are written, it's the threads that are out there. You're opening people's eyes and the establishment is terrified of you, 100% terrified of you. And so you keep it up. Keep doing you. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm so proud of you. That's why I tell you, whenever I see something, I'm like, hey, go follow this person on social media whenever I'm reading a thread or go see what's going on over here. Because you know what? You're the ones that are making the difference. And yes, does that mean that I'm going to say, hey, make sure that you go Salty Army over there and check out Salty and what all he's got going on. I mean, yes, we're all on the same team. Follow each other. Support each other. It's now up to us, okay? We're the ones that have got to get control of this ship, and we've got to be dedicated to it in order to be successful. So I'm proud of you. You just keep doing what you do because you know what? I recognize you. I see you. I am one of you. I mean, I don't have as big of a voice as a lot of you, but I certainly do my best, and I will use it to the best of my ability every single day. So here he goes on to say, he runs through a list of threats he and other uh, Project Veritas journalists have faced over the course of his tenure with the organization, including run-ins with the FBI, having his phones confiscated, personal information leaked to the New York Times. That's right. Same thing with us. Our Bank of America account was completely frozen, took weeks to get those funds back. Those were funds we were using for the show. It's a commercial bank. We're fine. You don't have to worry about us. We are now in, in credit unions and everything else. We're, we're doing whatever we can to make sure that we stay on the air. It doesn't matter if it's coming from our own personal accounts. That's how we started. We bought our own equipment. He is no different. But we have got a threat of the FBI. And FBI, hey, and anybody else, if you're listening, 
I'm not afraid of you. I'm going to continue to speak the truth. You've already taken me off social media. If there is a, a knock on the door, I would like to see why exactly you are here because it's your, you that needs to be investigated, not us. And we have got examples time and time again. January 6th is another example of your involvement in what has happened to this country, calling it an insurrection when, of course, it absolutely is not. Here's the last video from James O'Keefe. The external threats and pressure inflicted against myself and some of us has been unimaginable. I'm going to summarize them. Handcuffed by the FBI on two separate occasions, 12 years apart, having my phones confiscated and private information leaked to the New York Times, being placed on effective house arrest for three years between May of 2010 and May of 2013, being sued dozens of times, being served two separate criminal grand jury subpoenas in New Hampshire in the last 10 years, getting pursued in a high-speed chase by a New Jersey education union official on Interstate 80 in Passaic, deposed many times, suffered through mediation with insurance companies where they had all of our emails. They had everything, but they evidently didn't have anything on me. Getting my home raided by the FBI having my loved ones put in handcuffs in the hallway and having our office destroyed by a hurricane, literally a hurricane, which forced us into a temporary workplace before rebuilding and stirred up disgruntled employees, including grievances about me, which I will get to in a minute. The list goes on. That's right. And they want to completely completely distract you with all of these little tiny details but here's the deal this man isn't stopping that's the good news he's going to keep going and he's going to build it even bigger and even better than ever before so go ahead i i suggest you go ahead and send a message let project Ver veritas know that you will be unfollowing them and and you don't even have to give reasons i'm sure at this point they already know but go ahead and join this because i have I, I'm over it. As far as I'm concerned, James O'Keefe is Project Veritas, Veritas, and without him, it no longer exists. So there you have it. Those are just my two little cents on that. Meanwhile, we've got, like we say, we've got all kinds of things that are happening over there with January 6th, and apparently some really good news is that those tapes are going to be handed over to Tucker Carlson. Oh, kid you not. So the Columbia Bugle is reporting, Axios is reporting that House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is given Tucker Carlson access to the 41,000 hours of Capitol surveillance footage from January 6th. Why not, right? Um, I don't know why they didn't decide to release it, but I believe in what Tucker Carlson, I, I believe he'll do the best what he's got. I think he'll probably have a huge team where they can put all of this stuff together, just like the Twitter files. It's going to take an army to get this stuff out. So here is the article, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has given Fox News Tucker Carlson exclusive access to 41,000 hours of Capitol surveillance footage from the January 6th riot. McCarthy um, has given it to him. And then you've got the Carlson TV producers. They were on Capitol Hill last week and they began digging into the trove, which includes multiple camera angles from all over the Capitol grounds. Excerpts will begin airing in the upcoming weeks. Why does it matter? Carlson has repeatedly questioned official accounts of January 6th, downplaying the insurrection as vandalism. Now his shows, Tucker Carlson Tonight on Fox News and Tucker Carlson Today and Tucker Carlson Originals on the streaming service Fox Nation have a massive trove of raw material. And he goes on, Carlson told me there was never any legitimate reason for this footage to remain secret. If there was ever a question that's in the public's interest to know, it's what actually happened on January 6th. By definition, this video will reveal it. It's impossible for me to understand why any honest person would be bothered by that. Reality check. The January 6th committee played numerous excerpts of the footage at last year's captivating hearings. 
But between the lines, they weren't showing all of those videos. They were only showing one side. And you had, of course, Kidzinger up there, right? I mean, just putting on this show trial, the show hearing, only showing one side of it. And Liz Cheney, uh, Miss Piggy, yeah, she's sitting up there. It was a production. It was a Hollywood production. And that is what they're known for, just as everything else. I mean, when you start looking at what what these people have done throughout history, it's really sad. With Hollywood right there in the making, another video by Maze Moore. Check it out. Okay, so you get it, right? You understand how this whole thing goes? Yeah, this is a big show. And who does it hurt? We the people. It hurts the Ukrainian people. It hurts the Russian people. While these people are out celebrating being on the cover of Vogue and other magazines and doing big time shopping while they're in New York and other places, we the people are the ones that are going to suffer. This is where our tax money is going, and there is no checks and balances. Not only that, you've got a Congress that hasn't even declared a war. So how come all of this is happening without the declaration? Because this resident has a way of just doing things, especially when he's being blackmailed. He'll do anything. And and people know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what it's going to take to get this country to unite, but I do believe in it. And I do definitely believe that it is worth saving. Marjorie Taylor Greene came out and said that we needed a national divorce. I don't think we do. I think the more conversations that we have amongst ourselves, the better the better we're going to be. As soon as we start realizing they've been lying to everyone. I mean, they're the biggest hypocrites in the entire world. When you talk about organizations like environmentalists not coming out to support Ohio and, and the Nord Stream pipeline, where are they? Where are the green people? Well, they're not present. All right, same thing here. Talk about a PSYOP. Kavanaugh rape accuser confesses she lied, was never raped, never even met the man. How do these things continue to go on? It's because they want them to. That's how it works. I mean, you've got the art dealer. Hmm, the art dealer. Hunter's art dealer, the crack doodler refuses to provide the GOP committee with a with requested documents on Hunter's illicit art sales. Yes, that's right. And then you have the whole thing, where, where's our money going? Not to Ohio. Biden's Secretary of State Blinken announces $185 million in aid to Turkey following the earthquake, but the administration ignores East Palestine. Of course, of course, they, they don't have any interest in Ohio. They weren't able to funnel money or human trafficking or build labs in Ohio. Are you kidding? What is, what is Ohio? Ohio who is how you see it. That's how they see it. Scary stuff here. Well, this was a big story that came out over the weekend, and I know a lot. it rattled a lot of people's cages. Not only is it unconstitutional, it is a very big story. End of American sovereignty. While well, the Biden regime has, is trying to negotiate legally binding deal to give Chinese-backed World Health Organization full authority over the U.S. pandemic, I say that 
because it was planned. I mean, let's talk about that if you'd like to. No Senate approval needed. This is going on right under the American people's noses. The Biden regime never fails to orchestrate an avenue to circumvent the U.S. Constitution and betray the American people. A bombshell report from the Epic Times Saturday reveals the regime is about to surrender American sovereignty to the World Health Organization, the WHO, and give them full control over future pandemic policy. The Gateway Pundit has reported extensively on these negotiations between the regime and the WHO over the past year. TGP's Alicia Powell, for example, exclusively revealed that Biden's Health and Human Service Department secretly submitted proposed amendments, and here it is a quote, strengthen WHO preparedness for and response to health emergencies to the WHO for to reform international health regulations of 2005, an existing health treaty, and then you have the amendments delegate the international body of unelected bureaucrats more authority to define what constitutes a pandemic, when a pandemic is in process, how long a pandemic lasts, and how to prevent, detect, and respond to future public health emergencies of international concern, ultimately delegating the WHO total authority over emergency operations in the U.S. during a public health emergency. Now, we know that they're incompetent, but if we get the Biden administration out, we will have competence again. I can assure you of that. And we certainly do not need the, the likes of the crooked who dictating policy to U.S. citizens. I'm sorry. Absolutely not. So you've got Julian Conradson, who also reported there is a plan for a mandatory mandatory universal digital passport and ID system. The WHO's Intergovernmental Negotiating Body, IND, is scheduled a meeting. They are scheduling it for February 27th so that members can work out the final terms and sign. What you need to do is you need to get as many people, your representatives, let them know that you're aware of this whole thing and start to protest. Start ringing their phones off the hook. And I don't care if you're in a blue state or whether you're in a red state. This is for us to do. And we know that our voices work. They absolutely work. So ring them off the hook if you don't mind, please. We all need to work on this together. And and I hope we've all learned that, if nothing else. All right, everyone. Well, that concludes today's show. <laughs> I actually run off to, to work uh, after this. So that uh, just goes so quickly. And I just wanted to let you know how much I appreciate you. I'm sorry, Cat Turd will probably back be back today. I mean, tomorrow, um, he's, he's got some things that he has got to do um, and for today, but he will probably back, be back tomorrow. If not, I will let you know. He'll have to announce why he, why he missed. It's not for me to do, So, um, but it, there's no issue. There's no problem. He's perfectly fine. I can promise you that. It's, it's one of his duties as an American citizen. I'll give you that hint so that you know what's happening there. But I wanted to thank everybody that donated last week to the show and also thank you those that donated today because we would not be able to do this show without you. So here we go to the best of my ability. Red Blood Stallion, Pab0742, Alchemy, Biking Cat, Sin Lu Wu. We have Biking Cat, CLK. Those are from last week, last Friday. I wasn't able to get you. But then today I'm going to go to the highlights here. We've got Viking C. Oh, thank you, Viking C. We've got, um, let me go over here. I'm going to just go up. So I can just see them with you all. They're going to be the highlighted ones and just see if there are any more donations. I don't want to miss anybody because I know times are, are tough and money is tight right now. And I just want you to know how much we appreciate it. Shiloh Scott, thank you so much for your donations. Just me and the dog. Thank you. You have our support. Come on, guys and gals. The litter box deserves our support. Let's see here. Who else have we got? I've got a few other people here. C78, no Project Veritas without O'Keefe. And I completely and totally agree. I've unfollowed. I suggest you all do the exact same thing because we need to send a message. And believe me, they start to take note. 
And they notice when they start losing followers and when you start commenting to the point where a lot of these big stories, they turn off the replies, especially Pfizer. That's what they did. I thought you would enjoy that with the whole John Lennon thing, uh, um, uh, legend thing. Sorry, John Legend. When he came out with that video supporting Pfizer, they had to turn off the comments because it was so bad. I mean, people were just making such a joke out of the guy for selling out because that's exactly what he did. And so, yeah, I mean, your voice, they can't handle being ridiculed. But if you wonder why there are all these things going on, it's a big distraction. They want to cover up for themselves balloons in the sky, uh, pipelines being blown to smithereens, the whole thing. I mean, this regime is in big trouble and they know it. So they have you looking at everything except for what you should be. So thank you, Shiloh Scott. We love you, Jules. I love you guys. I really do. I enjoy this hour more than you can possibly imagine. I can't keep my day, I can't quit my day job, but I will be here every single day. Well, six days a week. I take Sunday to be with family and to go to church. But other than that, I'm always here for you, just like you're always here for me. We're one big big happy family. And Viking C said, thank you, Jules, for the best ever speak and update from Saturday as well. I just want to keep you informed. I mean, you can't you can't fight the facts. At least the, the left cannot. And we will continue to do our part, whatever that may be. We all have special powers. Use them. You're, you've got them. Whether you're a memer, whether you're a musician, whether you're a poet and didn't know it, whether you're writing with memes, uh, wh whatever. It, it doesn't matter. If you're just responding, if you're just retweeting, if you're having a conversation, they say, don't bring it up during cocktail hour with friends or over dinners with family. That is exactly when you need to bring up all of these different conversations. That's exactly what we need to be doing. Nothing is off the table. Lives are at stake. We're about to go into World War III. Start talking, start waking people up. In the meantime, be safe, be kind to one another, and we'll see you later. Bye.